This is the Saucer Afterlife, where we do things that uh, really don't fit or work or are appropriate for a full episode of the Saucer Life. Also, when we do these things, it makes podcast apps call us a weekly podcast, which, uh, oh gosh, I guess I guess it is, isn't it? Good grief. That's horrible. Um, what have I done with my life? Anyway, today we have uh, a second reading from the book of Zip Zip. The book of Zip Zip is, of course, uh, the only Zip Zip book I have. It's Zip Zip and His Flying Saucer by John, uh, John Sheeler, which was published in a year I always forget, which was 1956 by E.P. Dutton. Today's segment begins... Um, at a time, about halfway through the book. And it's a long book. It's like 100, 120 pages. So it's it's what, I think I've said this before, it's what, uh, it's what today the kids would call a chapter book. Um, kids book, but longer. Uh, Randy and the other kids are on Zip Zip's Flying Saucer. That's, uh, that's what you need to know to be caught up with where the book is right now. <laughs> Randy closed his eyes tightly and thought, I hope we don't crash. I hope, I hope. He waited, but nothing happened. Unable to stand the suspense a second longer, he opened his eyes. There was enough light for him to see the frightened faces of his brothers and sister. Only the boy from Mars seemed relaxed, and as usual, he was smiling. Did you turn off the magnavisor? asked Randy. I can't see a thing outside. Where are we? I'll let you see for yourself, returned Zip Zip. He pressed a button. Randy and the others saw a field spread out before them and trees beyond, reflecting the light that appeared to come from nowhere. I'm hovering over this dark field to hide from the jets. In a few minutes, zip, we can resume flying. But won't they see us by this light? They can't see the light, Tom, said Zip Zip pleasantly. The light comes from an infrared floodlight zip on the top side of my saucer. When I pressed this red button, I started a machine zip that raised the floodlight and turned it on. Yes, but it's a light, insisted Bonnie, looking around Sparky at Zip Zip. The jet pilots must see it. Oh, I'm sorry, Bonnie. I thought you knew. You can't see infrared light, Zip, unless you wear special glasses or look at it with a magnavisor, Zip, as we are doing. Then everything is dark out there for everyone but us? Yes, Randy. Jeepers, you have more stuff than space explorers. Finally, Zip Zip said it would be safe to start for home once more. He stepped up the thrust of the takeoff rockets, and the saucer hesitated, then lurched forward. Quick as a wink, he cut power and eased the saucer toward the ground, like an elevator, until he felt a slight contact. Something is wrong. I'm going outside, Zip, to see how the magnetic grapplers are holding the steam shovel. At this point, I should break in and point out that the saucer is uh, is in fact holding on to a steam shovel with uh, with what were they magnetic grapplers. So there we go. He grabbed a hand light resembling a flashlight from a storage locker and clattered up the ladder in the airlock and out the hatch. When he returned, he was short of breath and there were smudges of dirt on his silver suit. The steam shovel, he puffed, caught in a tree and pulled it out zip by the roots. The tree is still caught. A whole tree? exclaimed Sparky. We must get rid of it. It must be burned free, Zip, with a heat projector. Here, Randy, hold the space light. Randy took the Martian light, and the others crowded about him to examine it as Zip Zip again disappeared into the generator compartment. 
He came back carrying what appeared to be a gun with three barrels that curved away from each other and then came together at the end. Is that the heat projector? Asked Tom. Zip Zip nodded. I'll need one of you to hold the space light, Zip, so I can work with the projector. But whichever one of you it is, Zip, must do exactly as I say, because the atomic rockets around the Zip shovel are still operating to prevent my saucer from crushing it. Are the rockets dangerous? Terribly dangerous, Randy. If you Zip get too close to them... Well, I'm not afraid, boasted Tom. He tried to take the space light from Randy, but Randy wouldn't let him. And in the end, all of the riddles followed Zip Zip outside on the sloping top of the saucer. Now, night filled the world to the very peak of the sky, and stars whispered a distant adventure. Encircling the saucer was a weird ring of faint blue-white light, which came from the rockets. The only other light in the pitchy landscape was a lonely yellow one, a window, perhaps, of a distant farmhouse. Zip Zip instructed Randy to point the space light where he had unrolled the plastic ladder over the rim of the saucer. Try following me with the light, Zip, from up here. You may not have to go below with me. What's that funny hissing sound? Is that the rockets, Tom? Finished Zip Zip. I thought they'd make more noise, observed Randy. Sounds like a lot of snakes. Bonnie shuddered. Oh, stop it, Sparky. I've got goosebumps already. Zip Zip said there was really nothing to be afraid of. Then he climbed down the ladder with the heat projector and Randy played the light on him. Squatting on the edge of the saucer, the children saw the light flash on Zip Zip's silvery suit and a lot of scary shadows waving around him. Very carefully, he stepped into the branches of the uprooted tree, which lay on its side like a fallen giant. Sparky, watch out! You'll slip and fall, said Bonnie. Sparky was hanging his head over the side of the saucer. I can't see the rockets. Not from up here you can't, so don't try. That's a big tree, said Tom. I wonder if Zip Zip can get us loose. Randy heard Zip Zip calling to him. Throw the light, Zip, over that way, he said, motioning. How's that? A little farther, Randy, said Zip Zip, following the light over the tangle of leafy branches. I can't. That's as far as I can reach. Then you'll have to come down here, Zip, with me. Zip Zip's voice became a bit anxious. Be careful. Take your time and don't swing under the saucer. We'll never get home, sighed Bonnie, looking up at the faraway stars. Will they get home? I, I mean, be a hell of a thing if they didn't, wouldn't it? I mean, that would be a, a really rough children's book, uh, unless it was some happy ending where they go and, and, and live on Mars with, uh, with Zip Zip. But that would, that would have to be pretty annoying after a while. I'm thinking they get home, but we won't know until we read another brief, probably out of context excerpt from Zip Zip and his flying saucer at some point in the future. The Saucer Afterlife is a production of Chizo Media, LLC, Chizo Media, etc., etc., etc. Until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. <laughs>